Okay, guys, we are back with part two of the Kaylee Anthony case. And buckle up, because it is about to get wild. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. <sighs> the prosecutors on this case used Casey Anthony not wanting to be a mother as a big motive. They talked about how when she was pregnant, she told people she didn't want to keep the baby. And the mother told her she had to keep it. Oh. Which I thought with that is, okay, look. I get why they're using that as a motive, but that doesn't, it, I, I feel wrong about that because mm -hmm. I know so many people who have had kids that they're like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid, but, and then they have the kid and they're like, I'm so glad I did have a kid. Right. And so, I mean. Or people who have had abortions or adoption and, you know, it doesn't make them right. not have wanted it. It just yeah. makes the circumstances I, I, That's why I was going to say, I just know that things change so much after the birth, I guess, that yeah. like it, one way or another, it just seems like a hard motive to push. Right. But they hinged a lot on her being young and partying and not wanting to be tied down. They said that between... All the lies and changing stories, along with her car, that Casey was the one responsible. Uh, when the defense gets up, Jose Advias drops a bombshell explanation for what happened. So this is all in opening statements. You have the prosecutor saying, this is the motive. She didn't want to be a mom, so she killed her kid. You have Jose Bias coming up and just, oh. He lets out <laughs> the craziest theory, and it's a lot. So are you prepared? Well, I'm, immediately my first thing I'm thinking is some courts don't let you do what it sounds like he's getting ready to do. Like some courts will say you can't come up and say this random person I think did it. Cause not what he says. I, I know, but I'm just saying some, <laughs> I know. some courts, some judges don't allow it. Um, they'll say like, you can't use this or, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. So that's, that's kind of interesting that that was even allowed to happen. Yep. I, I don't think I'm ready. Love that you have no idea because <laughs> this is one of the biggest parts of the case that people are like, what the F is happening? <laughs> um, and the fact that you don't know is just, it's like Christmas. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. So he paints a very different story of what we have previously heard. He says that on June 16th, 2008, Cindy is at work and George and Casey wake up and cannot find Kaylee. They look all over and eventually find that she had drowned in the family pool. So according to the defense, George comes up with this plan to save Casey from going to jail for child neglect by getting rid of the body, leaving all the blame on George Anthony. So Kaylee drowned by accident and the family covered it up. So why did Casey Anthony lie about everything? Well, Jose Baez says, it's because she was taught to lie by her father. That her father 
and made her lie her whole life because he was being inappropriate with her his whole life. Basically, SA or abusing her. YouTube doesn't like those words, but she had learned to lie and be scared of him because of this dark family secret. George was, of course, seen in the courtroom, but he just put his head down um, because, again, he couldn't show any emotion. So what do you think about this as being the defense? I'm kind of speechless <laughs> <laughs> because my my first thought is what you said. George not being told, like, they just tell George not to tell show emotion, but then I'm guessing he had no clue this was coming. And so they're just like, don't show any emotion. Boom, blindsided. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, what? Yeah. You know, I mean, so, like, I'm sure the the prosecutors didn't, or not the, that wouldn't be the, the defense, defense, didn't tell George they were getting ready to do that. So um, what, I would assume. what Cindy says in interviews was that the defense lawyers, Jose Baez and his team, and their lawyers talked a lot during that time. And their lawyers tipped them off that they were going to throw George under the bus. Mm. That basically they were going to say that George did this. But they didn't tell them that they were going to say anything about the any abuse, abuse that had happened. Whether stuff. it was true or not, they weren't tipped off to that. They just thought that... And they knew that George was going to be thrown under the bus. And that's why the lawyers were like, you cannot show emotion, dude. You cannot. Mm. You have to be stone-faced. Well, that's, I mean, oh, so many thoughts. But um, I know. The, the weird thing about that, and I think this is why judges usually don't allow this in court, is because how do you prove that statement? Like, the jury's going to hear it as fact. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, she was abused. Yep. But... That's usually something that you, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we always believe the victim and everything and we should, but I mean, he, George is immediately guilty and maybe he was guilty, but Mm -hmm. he, no trial there. They're just, the jury is immediately going, okay, so that's George. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's terrible. And that's why I don't feel like a lot of courts would let that happen because they just, crushed him mm-hmm. um so and there's no no jury on that he's just guilty in yeah. that situation the the jury is not going to know anything else and what's interesting and they pointed this out is that in the opening statements jose bias says all of this and he drops these bombshells the media's running wild with it that he was abusing his daughter his whole life but then the defense never brings it up again yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a miss, real a big miss, because, I mean, the prosecution should be like, what evidence do you have that this happened to her? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I almost feel like they should be putting, and maybe they did later, I don't, you haven't said this part, but I feel like the prosecution should be trying to put him up on the stand and be like, did you do any of this? They like, did. In, okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. He took the stand. They asked the big question, did you abuse or touch Casey at all, ever? He says no. Um, They also asked if he was present when Kaylee died. He says no. And to this day, he denies any of these allegations completely. Right. He says that this was all made up to try to get Casey off of murder, basically. 
Which as yeah. I mean, as a police officer, he probably knows a lot more about how these court cases go down. And so he's probably like, I am not surprised that this defense attorney is doing whatever he can to get her out of this. And I'm not surprised that he is grasping for whatever he can find to use to get her free. So, I mean, he's probably not shocked that this attorney is doing things like this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they also release footage of jail conversations that Casey had with just her father. In these, she says he's a great father, a great grandfather, and that she loves him. Um, now, we know, um, because we're more trauma-informed than some people, <laughs> that this doesn't necessarily mean she wasn't abused. Right. Um, because there's Stockholm Syndrome, there's a lot of mental abuse that and happens. This doesn't of, say anything. It gets referred to now, and I don't, I don't know if this is a word that you can say on YouTube or not, but grooming. <laughs> right. Uh, a lot of people have been using that lately in a lot of those situations, and, I mean, there's a lot of truth to it in a lot of those situations. So she could have felt that the things that happened to her was okay. Right. Um, Cause that's what that is. So yeah, that that's very possible that if that was happening, that she wouldn't know that she was the things that happened to her was wrong. Yeah. One thing that the defense did bring up was in late January, after Kaylee's remains were found, George Anthony went missing. Um, they found him in a hotel. He had wrote a note and drank a lot of alcohol and tried to take pills to basically end it. Right. Um, some wonder if this was a guilty conscience or grief. Um, and the defense used it as, look, you, you you're said guilty and that's why you're doing that. Right. And I mean, in the, in the letter he wrote, you know, that he couldn't stand being away from Kaylee. And I think it was more grief. And it was a guilty conscience, but that's just me. It's hard to know. Yeah. Right. It's hard to know. Um, but they paint very two distinct different pictures of this. Right. So let's get into forensics because that was huge in this case. And this was what I was waiting for. I was like, show me <laughs> the me forensics. Evidence, right. Yeah. Because hearsay and this and that and deep, dark family trying secrets. To, trying to assume what people were thinking. And, right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the hard facts. And um, this was what I wanted to know. <laughs> um, so this is where things can be proven and disproven. So remember the car liner that investigators sent off for testing? Right. Well, the way... This was the whole reason that they felt like the prosecution had a case. Right. The way this works with a dead body is when it's decomposing, it releases gases. So scientists basically took that car liner and checked it for gases. This was a pretty new science at the time. And basically I what like they... I haven't heard it used a lot still. Right. I had never heard this. They took the trunk liner, sealed it in basically a container. They let it fester. Then they took a sample of the gases from that container and put it into a machine that separates different gases and different levels of things. That sounds very hard to be precise. Right. <laughs> and it can test for decomp gases. 
I had never heard of this science. It was new at the time. I still don't know if it's I, been I'd used be since. Curi- yeah, I was going to say, I'd be curious to know how accurate it is. Right. And that definitely comes back. Um, <laughs> according to the scientist who did this, he said on the stand under oath that he believes there was a dead body in the trunk of that car. Now, there's no way to prove yes or no on this. Which was interesting, too, about stuff like that is when it hasn't been used in many cases or any cases, sometimes this can be um, precedent where Mm -hmm. they go, well, this science is not exact enough to be admissible in court and, you know, other other places, other other cases, when they try to use that kind of science, they go, well, hey, the Casey Anthony case, like it wasn't wasn't accurate. Right. Yeah, it could affect cases going forward, even. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we get back to the hairs, the hairs that were found in the trunk. Now, these hairs were blonde, um, and the DNA that they ran on it was familiar DNA. That goes down the maternal side. So this DNA pointed to a female in the family. So either Casey, Kaylee, or Or Cindy. Cindy, yeah. Which, it's like, duh. That's the three people who own the car. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so much, show me something else, you know? I'd be curious, too. I, I wonder if they ever say, you, know, you probably don't have this in your research, but how much hair they found, too. Like, if it's just, like, a strand. Like, I could be getting groceries out of the trunk and one of my hairs fall out. I, I right. probably do have a hair in there because of that. So, yep. I mean, it's well, hard. Hard to go off of just that when you own the car. Mm -hmm. There was a way to kind of narrow it down. The hair that they found, and they didn't say exactly how much it was, but I know that it was enough to test. Analyze it, yeah. um, Was untreated. So it had to be Kaylee's because the mother, Casey, and Cindy's hair had been previously treated or dyed or done things to it. Now, this is where it got super interesting for me. Because there was a band around the end of the hair. Hmm. There's a black band that shows up when there is decomposition. So at the end of this blonde hair, there was a part that showed that the body had decomposed. Gotcha. Which to me means that that body had been in that trunk enough to decompose. So this is going to be... I feel so weird going this route, but this would be the part that would be in your scalp, right? Right. It would be where the band is. Okay. Yep. Cause I'm sitting there thinking how that would show decomp because if you, your hair is usually like the last thing to decompose, right? Mm-hmm. In general. Yeah. Um, and so that does kind of make sense though. Cause part of it's in your, your, your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this is not 100%. Right, All of this it, doesn't say there was Kaylee's body in that trunk. It does lean that way, though. Yeah, make you lean that way. It does make you lean that way. And I, if I were a juror and I heard those things, I don't know. I don't know what I would say. Yeah, but I mean, also you're in true crime, so you know a little more about these things. Like, yeah, I mean those those people would be probably hearing it for the first time, right? So, also, there was a very, very high percentage of chloroform in the sample. Now, I did not know this, but when your body decomposes, some chloroform comes out. I don't know how it's a chemical. There's, like, low percentages of chloroform. But this was, like, high. 
And they, the prosecution was like, see, this means that she was chloroformed. Which it feels like that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, To match this, they also had evidence of someone searching chloroform on the computer in the family's home. How to make chloroform, chloroform. Jeez. So they brought in the medical examiner who said that she made a very sad discovery. None of the bones on this skeleton were cut or harmed or trauma or anything. But what was unusual was the mouth was held together by Mm. duct tape. Now, this was another bombshell in the courtroom. Right. This means that this little baby girl had duct tape across her mouth. Right. Medical examiner said outright, other than murder, there's no reason for a child to have duct tape on their mouth before they die. There's uh, no reason a child I should mean, I have. Know you have to say it, but not. right. <laughs> like, the, she has to say it, but I mean, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So there's no reason they have it before they die. And there's no reason that a child should have duct tape on their mouth after they die. So why was it there? Yeah. It's basically what she was saying outright. Which is uh, 100%. Yeah. Which kind of proves to the theory that this was murder. She was, at this point, it it was definitely foul play. She was either murdered or she was abducted and murdered. Mm -hmm. But it does, yeah, it was foul play one way or another. Right. It seems like, yeah. Because you take the theory that the uh, Jose Baez put out there with the pool thing. So in that situation... What is the point in the duct tape for? If what Jose Baez said happened, she passed away, there's no reason to put duct tape there. None. So that should shoot a hole in that theory. It should. So the theory of the prosecution is they believe Casey Anthony used chloroform on Kaylee to knock her out to make it less painful then put duct tape across her mouth and nose to let her die in her sleep. So they are formulating that Casey Anthony killed her on purpose. How dark is that, man? Very. Then Casey put her in these bags, put her in the trunk. Then a day or day after, however long, placed her in the woods and then continued on with her life. In the days between Kaylee really dying and the report of her missing... Casey partied a lot. She was out having a carefree time, and there are photos to prove it. Um, I feel either way at this point that she knows her two-year-old is dead, and that is really messed up. At the very least, she knows she's missing and not caring. Right. You see all of these photos come out of her partying at her boyfriend's club. Right. And she's having a grand old time. She got a tattoo that said, Beautiful Life on her shoulder either way her daughter either if what the defense said she died in a pool days earlier right or you killed her days earlier you're out partying and having a good time yeah pretty messed up right we don't all grieve in the same way but i definitely wouldn't be grieving like that yeah just say that no i agree so we got the prosecution side now let's talk about the defense okay Sorry, this is going so long, but this was how far down the rabbit hole I went. <laughs> I mean, it's good to know all the details. Yep. This one, sorry guys, but it's... It's going to be a long one. <laughs> it's a long one, but long here ride. we go. 
We don't have that much more to go. No, so hold okay. on with me. That's all right. <laughs> Let's hear it all. So defense. They needed, the only thing they needed to do was put reasonable doubt in the jury's mind. As long as they could poke holes in that theory, they could win. And that's sad to say win, but that's what they thought. That's, I mean, really, it is sad, but that is what court is about for attorneys. It's winning and losing. It's, if you're a defense attorney, then the amount of acquittals you get are basically the amount of wins that you have as an attorney. It's it's almost like a sport for attorneys, it feels like. Right. I wanted to know how they were going to explain away the scientific evidence. Well, first, they say that decomp in the trunk was just rotted garbage in the Florida heat. They said that the science was junk science, wasn't factual, and there was no reason to think it was. They also said that you can find chloroform in a lot of cleaning products. So maybe they were trying to clean the trunk, and that's why there's chloroform all over the trunk. They basically went and tried to poke those tiny holes right. in what we had. Right. Um, they also said that the man that found Kaylee's body moved things around, walked through the crime scene. So nothing in that crime scene is evidence. I'm, I'm not saying that somebody wouldn't do that, but who would do that? I, the, I, I think earlier you said it was likely an animal. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me. But, like, who sees a body and just like, oh, I'm going to move this stuff around and walk <laughs> through it? Like, well, I'm when, not saying nobody does it, but I... Uh. When he was put on trial, he said that he was basically peeing in the woods. This dude. Uh, <laughs> he saw something... Come on, Florida. Right. Really? Do, do better, Florida. <laughs> um, he, he basically took a stick and poked what he thought was this white thing. He said he poked in the eye socket of the skull to see what it was, and that's what he. Are we five, Florida? Are we? Are we a toddler? Like, what are we doing? Just like peeing in the woods, going, "What's that?" (laughs) And just it's oh my god. But that I mean, if you take out the all the evidence around the body, you take out the duct tape, you take out the scavenger or the bags, the um plastic bags, the canvas bag, you take all that away now. So you're leaving it with, she's just in the woods, and we we don't know why. Why would you take that stuff away? I guess I missed that part. Because they're saying anything that you find at the site is contaminated. Because of him. Because of him. Mm, And so anything that you find there, as far as evidence, shouldn't be admissible. Because he, yeah, he contaminated the crime scene. I got you, I'm following. Which is, man, that guy... Poor guy. Well, I mean, not poor guy, but yeah. But I, I just mean, like, I was more thinking, man, he screwed up. Like, he did. He, he messed. This I whole mean, case maybe up. he didn't know, but still, don't poke things that you don't know if, what are. If you are <laughs> ever around, that's, that's. I didn't even think that way, but that just sounded horrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't go poking things, Florida. <laughs> just Florida, no. Um, that. What I was going to say, you completely messed me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, what you said, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but if you ever come across a crime scene, stay away from it. I don't care what your curiosity is. You are going to get somebody 
to where they go free that shouldn't be free. Yep. It happens so much contaminated crime scenes or so many times the investigators or the crime scene investigators show up and they're like, why is everybody walking through the house? I mean, just watch Making a Murder. Like how many different times did they say those crime scenes were contaminated by this or that or other people? Mm -hmm. I mean... I actually was listening to a 911 call, and this was not related at all to this case. It was the other case, but this guy calls in and he says, I think I see a body. The 911 operator says, okay, is it female or male? And he was like, I don't know. It had long hair, but I'm all the way in my car, and I'm not going to go up to it. That is what you should be. Good for that person. Absolutely. (laughs) Good for that person. Um, Yeah, I mean, even if it's like the... Isn't it a crime junkie thing that it's never a mannequin? It's never a mannequin. Always call it in. <laughs> if, you, if you see a mannequin, just call it in. And if they say, are you sure it's not a mannequin? Say, I don't know. You guys come out and look. You tell me. Yeah, you tell me. If it's a mannequin, cool. We're, you know, everybody goes home and all's, all's good. But yeah, just don't mess with crime scenes. Right. So, you know how Cindy kind of flip-flopped on the there's a dead body in the car statement? Yeah. Well, now she's flip-flopping on the chloroform statement. She is saying that she researched chloroform on the computer the days before because her dog was getting into some plants and she wanted to know if it would kill him or not. Basically, chlorophyll is what she was trying to figure out. And it came up chloroform. However, no, the prosecution was like, uh, it shows that the time that this search was on your computer, you were at work. Were you not at work at those times? Oh, and Cindy, <laughs> first time I've been like, good, good job, prosecution. Right. But... And Cindy was like, I don't know, basically. Uh, on the stand, she was like, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it shows her flip flopping on a lot of things. And she's a whole other subject I will get to later. <sighs> but, <laughs> geez. So then you have that kind of being like, okay, well, Maybe the mom was trying to search chlorophyll. Okay, so next we have on the stand come for the defense, Dr. Vernal Spitz. Now, I don't know if you've heard that name before. I don't think so. I had, and the reason I had heard it, heard it so much was from John Bonet because he was mm. big on John Bonet. Um, he also was part of the staircase, I believe, and OJ. So he is big time. He's big time. And he, I mean, I always think he's brilliant, except for this time. Oh. But, <laughs> um, so he comes in and he does a full autopsy. Um, and so he, sorry, what did you say he was? He's a medical examiner? Medical examiner. Corner? Medical examiner. And he does a lot with crime scenes and stuff. Refresh me on this. Maybe other people have um, this question too. There's a difference between a medical examiner and a coroner, right? Yes. Coroner just takes the body. Medical examiner examines the body. Isn't there... um, I mean, in some states, probably the coroner does it. Well, I was going to say, I remember there being a lot of discussion about like whether you have to even be licensed to do those things. But I mean, if he's been doing big cases like this, he's probably... Yeah. I mean, he's usually licensed and all that. He's usually very good. Right. And what he says does make sense, but I hate it. Mm. That makes sense. Um, So he says when he does his own autopsy that there's no evidence where the duct tape was. And he says this because the body was so 
decomposed, there was no skin on the head. So how do we know that the duct tape was around the mouth to begin with? There was nothing, there was no forensic evidence on the duct tape saying where it was. Yes, I kind of No, No that. DNA on either side. I mean, uh, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. There's no DNA on either side, but I... Usually you'd get the person who put it on, on one side, and the person who it's being put on, on the other right. side. Right. That does seem kind of weird. But it had yeah. been out in the woods for how long? I know, but you still think there'd be some DNA. You'd think. So you have basically expert against expert. You have one medical so that examiner. Was, that was the defense called him. Yes. Okay. Yep. Because they're saying the duct tape could have been not even on her, or could have been down here and just flew on her, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you have one medical. Even if they put it on the bag, like you said, you'd think you'd have duct tape or uh, uh, DNA DNA on the other side of the duct tape. Right. Um. So you have one expert saying one thing, one expert saying the other. You have Vernal Spitz saying that there's no evidence. The duct tape was there. This is random duct tape. Right. And then you have the medical examiner who did it saying that the head was held together. Your jaw detaches when you decomp because there's nothing holding there. Your jaw in place. Right. Her jaw was intact, meaning that there was something across here to hold it together. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't really know how it works with decomposition but i mean if it's held together like that that seems like there has to be something that's it feels sketchy it feels weird i'm like is this a draw now because either one of them is just a wash that's how i'm pretty sure the jury saw it but i still feel like the first medical examiner probably was on the right track if that's how it really was if it was held together like that right so now it's up to a jury and I want to know what you think. Do you think she was outright murdered or do you think she drowned in a pool? Which side would you be on? And you have to pick one of those. <laughs> you have to decide. You have to um, decide. I, I think I'm still that she was murdered because of the duct tape. I think that is the piece of evidence that still leads me to believe the most that that's what happened. Um, the trunk is weird to me. I've been thinking that's weird because... The trunk is going to be not the cleanest place in your vehicle. I mean, you do, you literally just had groceries, trash there, and stuff like that. I think it's weird to say that the decomp gas was from the trash. That seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that that science probably isn't, um, isn't great. I, it doesn't sound great. I should say. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a scientist like that. So maybe it is more flushed out than I think it is, but the fact that somebody researched researched chloroform on the computer, the Mm -hmm. duct tape, um, I just, it, it feels like I would, I don't even know if I would be on the reasonable doubt side because I feel like it's just, I would pick guilty, I think, honestly. And now I, wouldn't be picked as a juror because I came in with bias. So right. I, I couldn't. I well, couldn't I really be wouldn't be picked jury. as a juror. I'd be like, you're out, ma'am. Maybe yeah. you know too much. <laughs> I, I, right. You're never going to get picked for a true crime. <laughs> like, you're going to be some, you get picked as a juror and you're going to be like, oh, um, so the 
So you guys know when you're picking jurors, I do true crime, and they're going to be like, see ya. Right. <laughs> okay, your light's still on. Um, we really don't want to lose our audio, guys. That would not yeah, be good. Yeah, we're, we're checking our audio <laughs> multiple times just to make sure, because we've, we've been just, Added. this has been back and forth for over an hour and a half straight. This is no, no cuts, no second takes. This is all live. Well, Let's do it live. Live for us. Um, right. <laughs> So I will tell you my theory at the end of this after everything's done. But for me, as a good juror, I don't know if I could definitively say either way. I might have to draw on it because I don't think she drowned in a pool. Which is reasonable doubt. Which is reasonable doubt. Um, I don't think she drowned in a pool. And there's, there's a way that... If she drowned and they were trying to make it look like a murder that someone else did, that they would put tape over her mouth. Why they would do that is stupid. Yeah. But you never know. I, my theory is closer to murdered, so that's why I would settle more towards murder, murdered. Like I said, I have a reasonable doubt. I don't know what I would do. And I hate saying that on I this wonder, case because I hate her. I wonder how many people would like just say like, I'm leaning this way, so I'm not going to say I have reasonable doubt. I'm just going to say, even just because of the lean, that there's no reasonable doubt. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not what you're supposed to do as a juror, but I mean, I feel like in that case, I'd be sitting here going, I think she did it. Might have a little reasonable doubt, but I mean, I don't, I want somebody to get punished for this child like it would be i feel like it'd be so hard to just be like yep sorry i have reasonable doubt you know yeah if you if you were leaning that way i mean the prosecution didn't prove it in my opinion no i do think the prosecution probably could have done a little better job i think they and i don't think they had a lot to work with though i know but that's why that's why you don't start a case until you're you're ready get it yeah yep you better you better have an open and shut case if you're gonna go hard like this, because she might be might have been facing the death penalty in Florida. She might have. So I yep. mean, it the jury's also gonna that's really gonna make reasonable doubt come into play when you're sitting here going, well, this this lady might be put to death if uh, if this is you know if we're putting her wrongly behind bars. Jose Bias did a press conference and he stood up there with his smug little nasty face <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to go home tonight and my daughter's going to ask me what I did today and I'm going to say I saved a life. I fucking hate him. I just, I cannot stand his little asshole face. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I get why, but I'm still like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this case, though, is that so many people are so strongly, like, opinionated on it. Like, and Don't it does... brag about something where a two-year-old little girl is murdered. Yeah, right. Ah. No matter what, like, if you're, you know, what you should be going home saying is, like, I, something sad happened, and I did my job to try to make sure that the right person gets put to justice, you know, kind of thing like that. Right. Like you shouldn't be like, it feels like, I felt like you were going to be like, I'm going to have a steak dinner when I get home, like to celebrate. He probably did. Cause he's just, <laughs> okay. So we all know this part, but I'm going to reiterate it because it's important. 
On July 5th, 2011, the jury reaches a verdict. In the crime of murder in the first degree, not guilty. I think everyone's jaw dropped at this point. That was shockwaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember <laughs> the media just losing it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they listed off the rest of the charges. Um, some of them were uh, for more of like a child neglect. Not guilty. Um, she was only guilty for lying to investigators. The time spent that she had uh, pretty much equaled it out. Right. So I think she spent 10 more days in jail. Um, and then she was released. And uh, people were pissed. They yeah. were pissed. Still to this day, I know people who are pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so on July 17th, Casey walks out of jail for the last time. She wanted to hide, but the media was pretty much on every move she made. Yeah, I mean, she was at that point like the most infamous person in true crime, and pretty much in the U.S., I would say at least, like not even just true crime, like everybody knew her name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, afterwards, um, I was trying to see if I wrote this down because this is, oh, okay, yeah, it did. Um, so soon <laughs> Casey Anthony was back in the media spotlight because a private investigator released new details from the case. So he worked basically on the side of the defense and <laughs> he said that he knew for a fact that Jose Bias and Casey Anthony were sleeping together um, and that Casey Anthony told Jose Bias she couldn't pay him for her legal fees. So he said, you'll pay me in this way. And that they traded sexual favors. So, uh, A, I'm not as shocked because you and I talked about this last night. This is one thing that you told me ahead of time because we were talking about Jose Bias a little bit. Um, Two, this is what the private investigator said, not what we're saying because it sounds like he probably wasn't proven guilty of that. You really don't want to get... I Soon. don't. I, I feel like I feel like going after attorneys is just a losing game. So, You're right. Yeah. Let's just not do that. But um, we're saying it's. I think it's fine to say what a private investigator said about somebody else. What he claims. Yes. Yeah. So that's we're just reiterating somebody else's claim there. Um, mm-hmm. Another big thing was that this guy also said that Casey and her lawyer knew that Kaylee was dead and Casey had murdered her. Now we're just How does saying. He know that, though? I mean, uh, well, he says that they told him early on, even before Kaylee was found, that this was a recovery for a dead body, and that he better find her before the public did. So they basically said they that. knew where she was; she was dead, and that basically she had done it. But that's just what the private investigators that makes say. you, I don't know, conspiracy here, mm-hmm. right? But it makes you wonder if the person who went and contaminated the entire crime scene and reported it makes you wonder if somebody didn't tell them defense. to go do that. Yeah. But, again, conspiracy, nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't sue me. <laughs> just a random thought of what if. Right. And um, Casey and Jose Bias 
both deny this adamantly. They say they were never in a relationship. They say they never knew all this, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, this is not going to, that stuff's not going to ever go to court. So we're never going to actually officially know if it, who said what was right. Right. Um, I, to research this case, um, I watched a documentary, Casey Anthony, an American murder mystery. Um, What was interesting to me was that they interviewed um, Cindy and George. Um, They both have completely different ideas of what happened. They are still married. Don't know how. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Cindy believes that Casey Anthony did not kill her daughter and that what Jose said was true, except for she doesn't really come out and say that George was involved. Right. George says, I don't, feel like you, I don't know how you could stay married to someone if you felt like they abused your child too. Right. So she must not believe it. I would assume right. she doesn't believe that part. I don't either. think she does. I think she thinks that was just to win the case, which I think everybody's kind of on a level playing ground there that we believe yeah. that that's not true. Um, well, not necessarily. We believe it's not true, but we could definitely see that. See that's why. Yeah. We could see that they might use that as a tactic. Right. Um, George says that he believes Casey gave her something and that it killed her. And he believes that she was dosing Kaylee to have her sleep while she went out and partied. This is where my theory comes in. Can you describe dosing a little bit? Um, Right. Giving her medication to sleep. And when you say that, is it it's not like a parent being like, oh, my kid has a right. fever, so I'm going to give them children's Tylenol. Right. I'm saying it's chloroform or Xanax. Right. Or some, some, you know, Ambien or just some sleeping medication that's, um, you know, when you're, you're giving a kid a medicine for a, a legit reason, like they're sick, that's right. different than this. Right. What this accusation, at least. Yep. Um, he also alleged that he saw Kaylee acting different in the months before she passed, um, that she seemed groggy and out of it mm-hmm. at some points. Um, now, this whole case is he said, she said, right. we don't really know a lot of stuff. And what we do have forensically is not so a lot he, to go if on. If he's saying that, then he's basically admitting that he doesn't think the pool thing happened. No, he does not think that that's what happened. And I don't know how these two people are still married, but okay. And the mom doesn't. They said they don't really talk about it, which. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the, how, hey. What was the mom's theory? Wasn't the pool theory either? Then no, she it? said she believes he, she drowned she in the pool. She the just pool. doesn't know if George was there. What happened? If he had any knowledge, or if he right. was helping Casey, or any of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what they say in this documentary, too, if they're in it. Yeah, that could be an interesting thing to see. Right. So my theory. Sorry if I bumped my microphone. (laughs) I got excited. Um, I think that Casey Anthony was drugging Kaylee. I think to go out and be with her boyfriend, who's a DJ, be in this lifestyle. I think she knew she had to kind of be kidless. But she was also balancing what her parents are going to think. I think, I don't think George was abusing Casey, but I think she was scared of them in the way of like perception. I think that she thought, 
my parents are going to think I'm a bad mom or my parents are going to think that I'm not doing the right thing if I drop Kaylee off with my parents, which would have been the better way. Yeah. I think she thought if Kaylee's sleeping, I can do what I want to do. And I think, I don't know if it was from chloroform or if it was from Zanny the nanny, which would be Xanax. I did not draw that conclusion until just now. Which a lot of people have pointed out. Zanny the nanny. Um, but, I, yeah, I didn't, did not even think about that. Yeah. And literally until just this moment. Now I'm sitting here going back through the whole case. Of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think she was drugging Kaylee so that she could go out. And I think at one point she either drugged her so much that it killed her. And it was accident, but still child abuse. Or she put duct tape so that it was like, she did wake up, no one hears her. But I'm going to put her in the trunk. And that way, no one knows she's there. Put her in the other room and no one knows she's there. But if I put this duct tape, she won't cry. And then she didn't wake up because she covered her face so much with duct tape. I don't think that a stranger did it, but I think she tried to make it look like a stranger did it. And I think that she did this. I think she knows she did this. And I think the horrible part of this is that the prosecution went with murder instead of an accidental death. I think they could have proven it was an accidental death or manslaughter or child abuse more than they could have proved that it was actual first degree murder. Even a lesser, um, yeah, like a second or third degree right. is easier to prove. I think Casey had a good lawyer um, and the prosecution, prosecution couldn't prove it. You may not like him, but he's apparently good at his job. He poked holes in it. He created reasonable doubt. And I think that's why she got off on it. I think if they would have taken a different route, it might have been better. And I'm not blaming them because, I mean, she should have been put away. <laughs> she should have after everything that had happened. Right. Um, but that is my thoughts on the case. That's what I think happened. <laughs> um, I, I, I can see a lot of that. It's super sad that we're talking about any of this, but. Again, you can't try to figure out what these people are thinking when things like this happen. Mm -hmm. um, the first one of the things I want to say, I feel like I always have this like moral thing that I want to tell people. Mm -hmm. And this would be my moral from to take from this. The moral compass, you're going to die first. Yeah, that's how it always works. <laughs> at least in The Walking Dead. Right. <laughs> um, so I, what I would say is if you have a kid or are going to have a kid and you don't want to have a kid, there are always other options. Don't ever do this as an option. Most people are going to hear this and be like, Duh. Yeah. but this is for the people who this isn't obvious to them right away. Like if your parents say you're going to have this kid and you're going to keep this kid, it might feel like it because they're your parents, but you can do other things. You can, you as the parent can decide, okay, I'm still, I'm going to give this kid up for adoption because I really don't want this kid and I'm not good for this kid. Do that. That is better than doing this to a kid. Right. Um, if your parents want you to have the kid 
and you don't want to have the kid because you want to go party and do all that, then give custody to your parents and go do your whatever you're going to do in your life because that is better than having, you know, grandparents that want the kid is better than you going out and partying and neglecting your kid. There's always a better option than whatever happened here. That's yep. that's going to be my main takeaway is there's again, we always talk about that with these cases the adults failed the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yep. no other way of looking at it. You might argue which adult failed the kid, but a adult failed the kid for sure. At least one. Right. So that's my angry <laughs> soapbox there. And I completely agree. Um, I think that I'm going to work really hard on promoting this case by labeling it as Kaylee Anthony, mm-hmm. not Casey Anthony. I feel like you have to put Casey in somewhere because people have to find the case right. for it to get. But Casey and Kaylee Anthony, the fact that both names are in there is how it should be. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, now everybody knows this is Casey Anthony. If you put Kaylee Anthony, like everybody's going to be like, there's some other... Yeah. person but saying both of them is at least better than what's been happening mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you hear all this and do see casey anthony's name but it won't be the highlight it's not the highlight the yep. the highlight is you know we lost a, a kid way too young right. and someone i mean i think we're both in pretty much agreement somebody took this kid's life it wasn't um it wasn't just very likely wasn't a accidental drowning right. thing. And even if it was, that's negligence. So yep. it, in a way it's still the same. Yep. And I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with this new Peacock special. Yeah. Like I said, I'd love for her to come out and at least show some sadness about Kaylee. I'd love for the documentary to focus on Kaylee. I don't think it's going to um, by the name and the things I've seen. Um, But I'd love for it to have a clip in there or something about how important Kaylee was. Um, I'd love to hear from the parents. I'd love to hear from Jose Bias, but I'm probably not going to. Um, And I'd like to hear from the prosecution as well um, about what they think on this. Um, And we'll just see what she says and if she tells the truth, but I don't, if she says something now, I don't know if I'm going to believe her. Like, well, and I'm also going to be curious too, to see how they, they uh, do this documentary because the, I think a lot of people assume documentaries are done without bias. Maybe they don't, but mm-hmm. I, you can definitely, if you really pay attention, you can kind of feel the bias. So like if you watch making a murderer, you know the bias of the documentary is, yeah, they put in some pieces that are like, maybe he could have done it, but the general point of the documentary is like, he's innocent, we're showing mm-hmm. how he was framed. Right. They have a very clear narrative that they're pushing, and so I'm kind of curious what the narrative of this documentary is going to be. Are they going to be saying, maybe she's innocent? Like, we actually think she's innocent, and are they going to be pushing that? Or are they going to be saying, 
all right, this is what she's saying, but we really think she's guilty, so we're going to try to twist her words into admitting she's guilty. Um, that's what I'm going to be kind of curious to see is what the people who make the documentary, what their narrative they're pushing is. Yeah. Because it's going to really make you, I mean, that's their job is to make you feel a certain way with the documentary. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily... If you think about what does well, a documentary that just lays out the facts and doesn't make you feel any certain way is probably not going to be a very popular documentary. <laughs> I would love so, that, though. I'd love if they I, just I let know, her we talk. Would. We would, yeah. And see what she says just and then... set her in an empty room and just say, okay, <laughs> talk to this camera and we'll, right. <laughs> we'll just air that. And then I would be, like, going to every single, like, person who does those um, voice analysis and all of that <laughs> and, like... Do you think she's lying? Do you think this and that? I mean, we know the lie detectors aren't (laughs) always right, but just have her hooked up to the lie detector the whole time. Just be like, just talk. Just just talk. Yeah. You just, you talk. We'll put it out there. I wonder if she says anything about ZME um, or Zanata. Because that's another interesting thing, too, is Zanata Gonzalez sued her. Texas Equisearch sued her. Like, they, they tried to get her for everything they could. Which, and so she ended up filing for bankruptcy. And I was going to talk about what I remember hearing rumor-wise, and this is a little rumor, unsubstantiated um, things, obviously, or you would have covered them in, in the case. But one was just what I remember hearing that she was trying to do or wanted to do after all this was done for her career. She wanted to be a freelance photographer, I remember hearing at one point. And that she wanted to do things like take family photos and things like that. I could not imagine uh, hiring her (laughs) after that whole story. No, I'm sorry. And you see, see like her name involved in it anywhere. I mean, I feel like she almost has to change her name. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised she didn't. She tried to, she tried to go into hiding and like, there was no way. I'm surprised she didn't try. P-O-R-N. Oh, well, that would have um, surprised me either. She might have. I don't know. But yeah. I could see her doing that for like 15 minutes of fame. Kind yeah, because people do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like once they're like, well, I can't really get another job, but my name still means something. So, yeah. Um, but maybe this is her way of getting 15 minutes of fame. It, it might I be. Don't know. Um, and then the other thing I feel like I heard was, um, and I'll be interesting to see interested to see if they talk about this at all. But supposedly she had some like journal entries or diary entries where she was like um basically saying, I wish I I didn't have a kid. Mm-hmm. Probably so that she could party more and things like that, which it's one thing to I think have a thought like, man, you know, I, I would be doing something different if I didn't have a kid. Cause I feel like I feel like a lot of people at least have that that question like well where would i you know what would i be doing if i didn't have a kid but it's um it's all about how that was written i guess because really like i don't know i think the majority of people probably feel you know like everybody else does i'm glad i have my kid i would never want it anyway different that's how i feel right i know that's how you feel but i do think when kid, people have kids at a young age, they probably are like, you know, would I be a doctor if I didn't have a kid at a young age? Especially if they weren't planning on having the kid. So that, right. that'll be interesting to see if they talk about that. 
Yep. You're yawning at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I think like after some of these longer ones, I spend so much time and then it's like a release where I'm like, the you're information like, is out. You're like, I got through the whole uh, the whole part of the research. But this is why I don't do big cases is because it takes up so much of my energy. Well, but... this is why I'm drinking water is because I talk so much and I talk less <laughs> than you, I think. And I, I have a sore throat from talking. So we'll be back next week to talk about the conclusion of this, which is this new documentary. Please watch it with us. Yep. Um, please put all of your thoughts, comments below. Start um, a discussion now so that we can come back to it yeah. during the documentary, after the documentary. Right. If you have any questions for us or comments, um, we can actually talk to you next yeah, week. We can um, take your questions and we can either answer them or say, Hey, that's valid. You know, we didn't even think about that. Right. So Casey Anthony, where the truth lies on Peacock, November 29th. We are not sponsored by Peacock. We are not sponsored. If you want to sponsor us, go for it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're just fans of the documentary in general and being right. like, what happened? It's a three part series too. So we might not get the whole story. The whole thing. Oh, is it going to be a week by week? I don't know. We're going to see. Yeah, We're I, gonna I see. probably should have known that before going into this. <laughs> well, great. We just sorry, Peacock. We just volunteered the next three weeks of our lives. Uh, yeah. Um, but my last thing I'm going to say is Casey Anthony, come at me <laughs> and prove stuff and change my mind. And. I didn't have a final thought. <laughs> uh, I'm all out of thoughts. I'm, um, yeah, I guess I'll leave it with Kaylee Anthony. Let's Kaylee say Anthony. say her name because we need to be talking about the victims more. Um, yep. So that's that's where I'm going to leave it. Is we lost a, a innocent two year old child. And so yours was so much better than mine. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I was like, come fight me. And well, you're like, <laughs> you, you take her on. I'll, you know, I'll make sure people we, we'll do this as a team. We will. Um, yeah, I just, uh, true crime needs to focus on that more. I think they are now everybody in true crime seems to be doing that more, which is good. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure everybody knows the victims, Kaylee Anthony. And no matter what, it's sad because we we lost a innocent child. Yep. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care of each other. Bye. Peace. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out help us grow um you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms um yeah check us out on there give us some ratings um tell us what you think we're also across every social media on code 187 so we're on tiktok instagram twitter facebook i think that's it um and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.